The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again the beginning of our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 to 4. Keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. My dear friends in Christ, the God-inspired author that we don't know who specifically it was, the God-inspired author of the book of Hebrews is wanting those Hebrew Christians back then who were facing different persecutions to keep clinging to the gospel and to remember that their deeds didn't earn them heaven. They couldn't earn them heaven. But he also wanted them to live in faith and to strive to follow God's will. And to do that, to say thank you for everything that God in his grace and mercy had already done for them. That's why he said here, keep loving each other as brothers and a more literal translation of those couple words, as we've already noted is, let brotherly love continue. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we'll want to show one another, we'll want to show God Christ's love in our life. We'll want to show Christ's love, his unselfish love to one another. But now part of showing Christian love to one another meant that marriage should be honored by all. The, the reading says marriage should be honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. The Gentile world at the time of the writing of this letter was was known for its rampant sexual immorality. And because sexual immorality was so widespread at that particular time, it's maybe a little bit easy to forget about the Jewish laxity in marriage matters, especially, well, back then they had their easy divorce that they could resort to because some of the teachers of the law for even the teachers of the Pharisees permitted that, allowed that. The Hebrew Christians, they also needed reminders and admonitions in these matters, and, and we also need this as well. Hearing that verse, marriage should be honored by all, the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Sometimes... Sadly, what we'd have to say, though, is Christians who have been unfaithful and Christians will stumble and fall. But sometimes Christians who have been unfaithful will call their 
infidelity by any other name except the name which God gives to us. And he calls it just simply adultery. That stark, that firm word. Instead of calling it adultery, oftentimes you can hear people refer to it as a romance, an affair, a beautiful experience, an awakening, a chance at real happiness, but not sin. And that's what the Bible does call it, sin. If we or anyone has that kind of an attitude toward breaking marriage, well then the gospel would really be meaningless to them or even a license to sin until the, they take this word of the law seriously and apply it to themselves. Oh, many in modern Judaism and some Christians who have been infected by the spirit of the times deny that there's any biblical prohibition against premarital sex. They overlook the significance of God saying right at the very beginning that the two shall become one flesh, that that's where, it, where sex is supposed to be, in marriage. And that's the way that God, that's the way that God connected the gift of sex with the institution of marriage. The holy writer here, what he says is that sexual immorality also defiles the marriage bed and that God will judge those who are guilty of it. But all this goes back to the opening words of our reading for today. Keep on loving each other as brothers or let brotherly love continue. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we'll want to show Christ's love his unselfish love to one another. And it's in following Christ's example, the example of Christ, and he's the heavenly bridegroom, and his bride, the church, well, that's all true believers, of course. But in following that example of Jesus, there we have true blessing. And and just think of our Savior's selfless love for us. And that's the kind of love that we're going to want to have in our marriages, where husbands love their wives as Christ loved the church, and, and he did die for the church, remember that. And wives looking to their husbands as the loving leader in their marriage relationship. Again, it says here, marriage should be honored by all. And it's really the best picture for us to keep in mind of Christ's love for us. His love for us, absolutely amazing. May God help us so that that kind of life, love fills our marriages and, well, all our relationships with one another. Let's keep on loving one another as Christ first loved us, as Christ first loved you. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for the love you have shown us in giving us Jesus who lived, died, and rose from the dead for us and for giving us the Holy Spirit so we believe in Jesus for our salvation. 
Help us in thankfulness for that love to always be ready to keep on loving each other. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.